Hi, my name is Sharon Banger. I'm a Principal Associate at Shoesmith Serious Injury. Um, myself and my colleague, partner, Kashmir Ropal, will be speaking to you today about um, an exciting new podcast that we are developing um, f- to, to deal with mainly clinical negligence issues, but we may uh, discuss other issues related to this area of work. Um, I, myself, am have a background of having worked in this area since around 2004. I qualified into the uh, the area having d- studied at the University of Birmingham, did my training contract my previous firm, and then started working with Kashmir in clinical negligence and have been uh, somewhat since. Um, Kashmir, if you just let us know a bit about yourselves and, and, and how you came to work in ClinNeg. Hi everybody, my name is Kashmir Upal. I'm a partner in the clinical negligence team. I have specialised in clinical negligence since 1996. Initially, I did defendant work and I was privileged to work on some very high profile cases such as the Bristol paediatric cardiac cases where two consultant surgeons um, were carrying out very complicated heart surgery on very sick children, but outside their expertise and these children were suffering catastrophic complications. Um, That was my introduction to ClinNeg. So I did five years of defendant work and then moved to claimant work in 2001. And that's where I've um, practiced exclusively since that date. Um, I absolutely love the work I do. It's so incredibly interesting. We work with some clients who've suffered horrific injuries and um, it's a privilege to work on their behalf every single day. Um, I think one of the questions we wanted to answer early on um, in terms of the, the work that we do um, and and if you have prior knowledge of Shoesmiths is what ser- Shoesmiths serious injury in particular do. Um, we are um, completely a part of Shoesmiths. We just run a separate website and uh, run somewhat separately to um, the benefit of our clients. We act exclusively for um, claimants for uh, personal injury and uh, clinical negligence cases. Myself and Kashmir will be speaking more about the, the clinical negligence work because that's what we do. Um, but that's that's the differentiation between the two. We're completely part of the Shoesmiths family. We just have a separate website so that, you, that our clients and our contacts get to know a bit more about us um, via that forum as well as social media. Um, and you may see uh, both in legal literature and, and, and on in the press some of the work that we do in terms of our clients and also our legal analysis of, of the cases that we work on. Um, the work that we do, as Kashmir says, it, it's, it's really interesting. It's really fulfilling. Uh, it can be quite harrowing. And um, what we want to bring to light in our podcast is um, a flavor for the types of cases that we work on and also the people that we're affiliated. Um, we, we take our job really seriously. So we make sure that our contacts are fully reflective of the journey and the struggles that our clients experience when having suffered a a medical negligence uh, occurrence. Um, And and those and the cases that we work on aren't just um, involving hospitals. They involve GP practices, dental practices and and wider um, sets of uh, sets of medical negligence that takes place, as has been very recently um, seen with the Patterson cases that Kashmir has been working on. And that's just one example of, of a number of the types of cases that we work on. Um, just to give you a flavor of that that case, I wanted Kashmir just to let us know a bit about what those cases have involved. So the Mr. Patterson case is one of the biggest um, malpractice ne- clinical negligence criminal regulatory proceeding cases in um, the West Midlands. 
Mr. Patterson was a breast surgeon operating at the Heart of England NHS Foundation Trust and also at Spire Healthcare between 1993 and 2011. Um, unfortunately, he was deliberately harming patients that were presenting to him. He was carrying out unregulated procedures in the NHS, whereby women who had breast cancer were being given an unregulated cleavage sparing mastectomy procedure, which resulted in a lot of cases of the breast cancer returning. In the private sector, he was carrying out numerous unnecessary procedures. And as a result of this, um, the police brought proceedings against him. And in April 2017, he was found guilty of 20 charges, 17 of wounding with intent and three of unlawful wounding. And he was given a 15-year sentence, which the Attorney General felt was unduly lenient and therefore referred the matter to the Court of Appeal under the Unduly Lenient Sentencing Act and the conviction and the sentence was increased to 20 years in August 2020, uh, sorry, August 2017. Um, I could talk for hours about <laughs> Mr. Patterson, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short to that point. Um, there will be a future podcast on um, the issue of uh, rogue surgeons as it is, um, where Kashmir um, and some guest speakers will be discussing um, issues that have been highlighted very much um, more recently. But there has been a history of these types of cases where um, notoriously private surgeons have have somewhat gone off on a frolic of their own and um, patients have been the ones who have suffered. So uh, we really hope that you um, stay tuned and listen to, to, to the, that future one because it's really interesting and it, it's just an example of the type of work that we do. Um, and while we're on that subject, I think um, a lot of people will ask us what, what do clinical negligence lawyers do? What types of cases do they work on? Um, as we said, rogue surgeons is just one of them. Um, at Shoesmiths, we pride ourselves on um, representing clients who have suffered um, complex injuries and being able to make life-changing um, differences um, through the work that we do. Um, we represent, um, for example, children that have suffered, suffered cerebral palsy, um, where that cerebral palsy could it has been avo avoidable, um, but for negligence that took place during their birth. Um, we represent clients who have suffered uh, avoidable amputations, um, other birth trauma, um, misdiagnoses of, of issues such as cancer, um, pharmaceutical errors, um, and, and they're just a few um, of, of the types of cases that we work on. Um, some of the cases can be very interesting. As I've said before, it, some of it can be quite harrowing to deal with. We, we do quite a lot of work on inquests and um, representation of bereaved families at inquests. And it's, it's work like that that really shows the difference that we can make because you have families who have suffered potentially unavoidable loss. They're in a situation where they have to face quite early on after the loss, a hearing to discuss what the cause of that that death was and and the type of service that we provide is to provide support to that family and to uh, ensure that any questions that they don't have answered are answered and I, I know Kashmir has done uh, uh, some work on inquests and, and if you just provide your a little bit of an input in terms of what we can do for, for clients. Yeah I mean the inquest is a very upsetting process for the family 
they've lost a loved one, then they've had to look at a report from a pathologist from a post-mortem, then um, witness statements are being obtained from the clinicians. The inquest is an inquisitorial process. It's not there to attribute blame for what's happened. It's to there to find out exactly what's happened. And it can be quite frustrating. And it's really important that the family have representation because the the trust, if it, if the death has occurred in a hospital or um, other organisation, will be legally represented. Um, and therefore, to have an equality of arms, there needs to be representation for the family. Um, unfortunately, legal aid is not available for inquests and this is a matter that's being looked into as to whether there should be better funding for inquests to make sure that people who are in that situation are properly represented and that the inquest process works for them as well. Yeah and I think it, it is it is a really important part of what the work that we do and actually just thinking out loud now I think a future episode should be um, should feature inquest procedure for anyone involved because it's something that we unfortunately can all find ourselves in that position where we have a loved one's passed away and we have questions that need answering um, so it's certainly something that we'll consider looking at in the future. Um, now, just to give uh, yourselves a flavour of the, the team and, and the Shoesmith team, we're a national team. Uh, myself and Kashmir are based in the Birmingham um, office, but uh, if we can call it offices now with the, with the present situation, but we are based in Birmingham. Um, and we have other representatives nationally who do the work that we do, both in personal injury and clinical negligence. Um, the main offices in England are Northampton, um, and Reading, who, who do the same type of work that we do. Um, but, I mean, with respect to the, the present circumstances, and even before that, the, re the remote aspect of what we can offer means that if we've got clients who perhaps can't visit an office, we're, we're more than happy and willing to deal with things remotely or to come out and see clients when it's appropriate and safe to do so. I think um, we should also just mention that although we in, in those locations, we do serve anybody in the country yes. uh, nationally and yes. we're happy to go out. Yeah, and, and we see, do. see clients wherever they're based. Um, we're specialist teams, so we've got... Um, people who do work across the board and we've got people who specifically um, specialise in certain types of cases and have done for a while now. Um, I think we pride ourselves on the level of expertise that we have. Um, uh, the way in which we've kind of come about over the, the course of time is that we've, we've each come from different firms over the course of time some people have been here longer than others but what we all share is a passion for the work that we do um within the team we we have legal advisors but we also have support staff um we have cost teams to make to ensure that um the cases are run in a, a, a proportionate way and we we pride ourselves in liaising with the right people to the benefit of our clients. So we have a lot of contacts with health-related charities and patient safety charities. Um, I, I mentioned patient safety in particular because um, one of our early episodes will feature Peter Walsh, who's the CEO of ADMA, which is a leading patient safety charity in England and Wales um, that regularly campaigns for, for issues that are pertinent to, to, the, to patients um, and actually solicitors who are, who are le pursuing these cases as well. Um, we, in terms of contacts, otherwise we in-house, we actually have um, a number of departments that assist us in the work that we do. So we have special education needs department. Um, Kashmir actually leads that team. Um, we have a court protection department that assists vulnerable uh, clients. 
Um, we have conveyancing if it is that any of our clients due to no fault of their own need to move and uh, need to, to have assistance in that moving process in terms of their house. Um, and we have wealth protection because a lot of our clients who um, suffer negligence and once they've obtained their compensation don't actually have much much information early on as to what to do with that um, so we provide that information and it, a part of the, the job that we do is to ensure that they have they leave us with complete knowledge as to how to deal with the funds that they've obtained a lot of those time a lot of the time those funds and all the time actually all those funds are used to um, assist with, with their rehabilitation and their future life um, so we're really lucky to have to provide an all-round service. It's not just the clinical negligence or personal injury aspect of the work or, or aspect of the situation that we can assist with. We, we can provide assistance with everything. Um, and then in addition, as I said, we, we do have contacts with charities um, that focus on the issues that our clients um, suffer from. So Kashmir, could you take us through some of the charities that we're um, affiliated with? Please? Yes, we work with the Child Brain Injury Trust, which is a very major big charity um, throughout the country that um, assists children who've suffered a brain injury as a result of a personal injury incident or a clinical negligence. Um, they do some fantastic work. They do have events like Glow Week um, in October half term whereby they're just raising awareness of children in in the dark and having uh, visibility um they 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 run lots of really fun events and we also work with um headway we work with daniel's flutterbys mm -hmm. we work with a number of charities because we're just trying to support them Obviously, we work with Backup Trust as well, which is a major charity uh, for people who have suffered spinal injury. It's been a real challenge for all these charities for the last year because obviously fundraising has been um, curtailed by the, by the pandemic and they haven't been able to hold their balls and, and other events. So we've tried to support them the best we can with virtual wine tasting. Um, I've lost count. The legal walks. The legal walks, yeah. yeah. Um, um, quizzes. Mm. Um, a lot of quizzes. A lot of quizzes, yeah. A lot of <laughs> we quizzes. actually held one um, ourselves uh, last year. Our, our colleague Amy Greaves actually was the brains behind uh, a quiz that we held for a local Birmingham charity called Nice. Um, it was a really big success, but um, we, I mean, as Kashmir says, we we see a lot in the work that we do, and by virtue of that, we feel that our way of giving back is is by affiliating with the charities, and also it's, it's, it's a complete benefit to our clients that we can provide them with that because a lot of the time they'll come to us early on having suffered their injury and not have a clue that there might be such people in the very same situation as them. There may be help out there that they're not receiving or haven't thought to obtain. So um, it, it's a real passion of ours to get involved as much as we can um, with the charities that potentially can serve our clients um, and so our, who our, we can help. Yeah, I mean, our clients come to us, they've been let down by a professional. They've been let down in the um, by a, a doctor or a GP, and they have a mistrust of professionals. Um, and therefore, we have to um, provide them with that, um, that they can trust us in what we're doing. Often, a client will come to me so distressed about what's happened, and you can see it. You can see that weight on their shoulders. Um, and I just feel, I, and I, I'll say to them, look, that weight on your shoulders, transfer it to me. That's my problem now. You don't have to worry about what what's proving your case. You don't have to worry about the future because we are here 
to try and help you with your future. We will deal with the case. We will deal with getting you a rehabilitation package. We will deal with getting you contacts with people who can assist if you're if it's a child who suffered a brain injury our special educational um, needs team will deal with the educational health and care plan and make sure the child gets the appropriate education the appropriate support at school like Sharon says we've got all of the complementary services and what we basically want to do is just make that journey for our client as simple and and pain-free um and, it, you know, it's not going to be enjoyable because going through what you've been through is, is obviously not enjoyable. But to make that as simple and, and and be as helpful as we possibly can. Yeah, thank you, Kashmir. Um, I think we we provided a bit of a flavour as to what the podcasts are going to be um, going to be in the future. We will um, in future episodes talk about um, the, the work that we do with the legal aid agency, which effectively enables us to deal with the cerebral palsy cases and people who've suffered heart complex brain injury cases. We'll talk about our um, ranking in chambers and legal 500. We're very proud of that, the, that aspect of our work. Um, and, and, and obviously we'll go into various aspects of the types of cases that we, um, we act on, um, all of which we hope everyone will find very interesting and informative. Um, and certainly if there are uh, people out there who they themselves or, uh, or they know of people who have suffered this type of um, incident with their hospital, with their GP, dentist, private hospital, then it, we'd hope that we can offer some level of assurance as to what they can expect. Um, that is all from us today um, and we hope that you'll continue to listen and um, tune in.